Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome in the house of fun. Welcome to episode 66 of uh, Don't Shoot the Gingers. I'm your co-host, Ted. Ted Balloon. <laughs> this, we're, we're 25 seconds into this episode and we're already off the rails. <laughs> this is pretty fantastic. Uh, you are the co-host, Ted Balloon. I am your co-host, John Giles, a.k.a. The Broken Record. Why The Broken Record? Well, Greg... This week, we looked at a house. We looked at a house, and we and we found it, and we we enjoyed it. It, it had everything we needed. It uh, four bedrooms, two bath, a really good backyard. It had like a city easement in the middle of the backyard, but the city's already taken care of it. They're they're going to cap a, a, an issue they have. Uh, and like we were kind of the first to know about the city taking care of it, so I think a lot of people were scared off by it. Hmm. So we put an offer in, and we and we actually went in. Like not even aggressive on this one. We're like, we can take this for a steal. So we went pretty low, and we got the house, Greg. Wow, we dude. got the house. I, oh, fucking, I am so happy right now, man. I we are two days in to us being under contract. So me saying this out loud is probably a real bad sign because inspections are next week. Um, we, I just sent the due diligence check today. I. Oh God, I'm two days in and I feel like I'm three weeks in. Like yeah. the stress levels are through the roof. The communications that I have to have with 45 different people all at the same time. It's uh, it's mind blowing that people do this regularly. Yes. Well, I'm proud. What is the easement in the backyard? So it's a, it's a drainage ditch that runs kind of through the dead middle of the backyard from the left side of the yard to the right side of the yard. You had me and... dead and drainage ditch. <laughs> it's uh i like to call it a water feature yeah. uh everyone wants a nice water feature in there just because it might be sewage it might be you know human poop who knows god those guns greg don't you dare throw those guns up at me again not when i'm talking about houses look at those guns <laughs> um no the easement is uh the city's either gonna cap it or they're gonna pipe it uh, or if they just say like, ah, screw it. We're not actually going to deal with it. We're going to, I'm going to build some, uh, foot bridges to go over it. Nice. And they've already warned me. They're like, well, you can't build on top of it, but I'm going to do like four by fours on the backside and hinge them to that. So if the city ever needs to come work on the easement, we just lift up the footbridge, just tilt it over and it'll be fine. What, what's on the other side of the easement? Uh, more, more yard. It's like, ah the 40 yards of grass and then an easement and then like 50 yards of grass like it's a long i could man 90 yards is a lot it's probably closer to 60 yards in total wow it's still really big it's still a really big yard uh so when you move into the house yeah are you gonna time yourself on how fast you can run from the the back door to the other end of the yard absolutely how downhill fast do think? downhill in mud and then uphill after you go through the little easement, um, man, my current body, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, what do you, what is that? Sixty yards, probably, probably ten seconds. <laughs> ten seconds. No, I think I can go faster than that. I, I, I'm, if if a forty yard oh, dash, that was generous. If, if Burns can do a forty yard dash in five seconds. <laughs> uh-huh. I can do a sixty yard with a downhill help. Now the there is an uphill at the end. But you get the downhill start 
I could try to do a 60 yard for in and eight seconds. I'm going to do eight seconds. Eight seconds. Oh yeah. I was like, wait, what's the reference point? 40 yard dash is a good reference point. Cause I had, yeah. no, I was like, what, what even would be a good score? Eight yeah. seconds, 60 yard dash. I and that is, that is knowing that I can't run straight because I have to, at one point do a jumpsy doozy over an easement. That see, that's the question mark. The jumpsy doozy thing. It's like at three quarters of the way through or something, you're going to have to do a whoop. Uh, r- roughly halfway. Roughly halfway, it's a little a little uh, hippity scotch. Okay. Um, forgive me, I'm pulling up. Uh, wait, I want to ask another question. When is your move-in date? Um, March 23rd. That's such March a 23rd. sexually evocative day. You know what's even best about this? My move-in day is March 23rd. I have renter's insurance at my current castle. And I bought like a year plan, you know, a year ago. Yeah. And it expires on March 24th. That's pretty cool. Granted, renter's yeah. insurance is like $10 a month anyway. Like... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> even if I have to eat three months, it's fine. But like, <laughs> literally the day after we move in, my renter's, it's fucking meant to be, man. Give me a high five. Ah. That is so cool, I'm dude. I'm stoked. And honestly, you're not invited ever. So, How cool would it be for me to come visit? You got me, you, Amelia, Captain, anybody else? Um, sure. <laughs> just, mainly just you, honestly. I, Amelia and Captain will, will leave if you come. So Straight up. Uh, we, can, we can run. Actually, do you think you are still in prime athletic shape? That if I know... All right. If I run my 60-yard my dash... Yeah. And I learn where the proper jump for the jumpsy doozy is. And I have, and I learn the the lay of the land and where all the pitfalls are. You are better, you are a better athlete than me. That is a, we will say that out loud. Do you think you can beat me in a 60 yard dash when I have the home turf advantage? It's a significant home turf advantage. And I, the first time I run it, I can't watch you run it first. It's like, you just have all of your preparation and all that. And then yeah. I just show up, and the first time I run it, you run it. Ah, man, I feel like that would be an equalizing. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't think it would slow me down, but it would just stop me. Like, it would either not impact me at all, or i like, break an ankle. There's, I think there'd be no in between. <laughs> okay. So, like, I, you, you hit the hole that I don't tell you about, and you just your leg ceases to exist. What kind of vantage points? Is there a deck in the backyard? There is a deck in the backyard. How high does you the can, deck go? I'm going to say the address out loud so you can look at it online, but then we're going to blurt out the ad, the uh, audio. Don't, don't, because I will. Do you not know how to blurt out the audio? <laughs> I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's way too much. I'll, I'll text it to you later. Okay. But there's a deck, and it goes, the deck is like overlooking the downhill slope, and then it comes back up after the easement. Shit. Okay. How? And the deck is one like 10 feet or something? No, no. The deck, you could jump off the railings and it'd be eight feet. So from the floor, your, your deck is probably only four feet off the ground. Okay. And then it's a down slope and then an up slope. So I yeah. would, so as I'm standing on the deck, I would be able to survey the land a little bit and kind of get a lay of the land for potholes and stuff. Sure. You'd have a, a good a good view from the deck to see where all the little potholes are. Are there any chairs out there I can stand on? Or will you have chairs? Uh, we, there will be yes we do own chairs 
that was my real question. Um, <laughs> do you, have you ever? Do, are you familiar with chairs? <laughs> I've heard of them. Um, I've dabbled. <laughs> uh, if I can stand on a chair, if I yeah. can stand on a chair, you're done. Like you have no chance. Okay. So you, you get that extra 18. Wow, my voice. I'm going through puberty. <laughs> you get that extra 18 inches of, of height and you are like golden. That's all you need. Uh, once you just get 18 inches in me, I go through puberty too. Like it's totally cool. <laughs> Man, um, that's really unfortunate that it takes 18 inches for your puberty to start. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long search. Um <laughs> Yeah, I Greg, what do you, I what do you have on on the on the storage today? That's not a fucking phrase. What is wrong with me? Why do I say the things I say? What do you have on uh, on the agenda today? Is what I could have said. What do you have on the calendar? And I what I said was, what do you have on the storage? That's cool though, man. Like if you oh, what do you have on the agenda today? That's a sentence. How many people have said that sentence before? Probably millions. That's a yeah. no offense to anybody out there any of these sentence heads out here, but that's a lame ass sentence. Sure. You, what you said is something that nobody in the history of the universe has ever said before. What do you have so on the storage is, today? This is the equivalent of sending an email. Uh, I hope this email finds you well, but instead send, I hope this email finds your dog. <laughs> yeah. I think that's right. <laughs> um, to answer your question, first off, I want to do a quick, a really quick shout out. Um, we're going to do a, a new segment here. <laughs> Just, I'm going to share my screen. There's no way any of this is going to work technologically. <laughs> but we're going to do a, a new segment called New Subscriber Showcase. <clears throat> does, this have, does this need to have a jingle? Should we figure out a jingle for this? If it's anything close to the Greg Larson comedy insects, like, I think that it would probably be really good to have a jingle for it. Um, but as many of you know, last week we lost one of our 14 subscribers. Oh man, <clears throat> what a buzzkill. But now somehow we have, uh, 15 now. Two came back. So two new people, maybe one guy came back. I think so. Maybe he said back. sorry and he came back. Cause I only got one notification of a new subscriber. I think somebody else just came back. I'm not naming names. Okay. Also, we get a lot of comments from like, uh, Pakistani bots that just say, <laughs> V dot PG uh, thirty second mark like that's a lot that, that shows up a lot and the first time I saw it I was like oh man something really funny happens at the thirty second mark and then it's just, no it's just a bot uh, welcome to the new subscriber showcase fucking I'm about to share my screen there's about a three percent chance that this is gonna work the way I envision John can you new see my subscriber showcase can you see my new screen subscriber John? showcase yes I can I'm doing the jingle new subscriber showcase here's the new subscriber okay the new subscriber is Matt Wheeler so Matt I know this guy how do you know Matt he's a client of mine <laughs> Is, would he be okay with us doing a him on the new subscriber showcase? Yeah, man. He's uh this is awesome. I this guy is one of my uh since obviously he listens, he is the best client that anyone's ever had. And uh he no client will ever be better than him. Uh and he can he could tell all of his other vendors to fuck themselves because we now have a relationship that's so tight that he listens to our podcast. That is that's really badass, man. And it yeah. looks like Matt is a musician. Um, I noticed he has one video here. He streamed a year ago, Resident Evil, six seconds, no views. <laughs> what do you say? 
what do you say? You know how big big channels with like five million followers, they'll do like yeah. a, they'll they'll showcase somebody and they'll give them a bump. Like yeah, here oh, comes. Yeah. Let's give him a don't shoot the gingers bump. The DSTG bump of the ages, man. <laughs> let's get that up to one view. <laughs> All right, let's see if this happens. Tell me if you can hear this. What are the odds this is porn? Okay, Matt, I'm going to be perfectly frank. That wasn't one of the most enticing videos I've ever seen. <laughs> Why was that posted, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part about it is that it was streamed one year ago. So, like, he did a premiere and everything. Matt, fucking <laughs> bad, dude. Now. Oh. Uh, what does what Matt Wheeler disappear home demo? I feel like that's I, got 86 views. That must be the best thing he's ever done. That, I, was, I think that we need to see this. Uh, hopefully, there's actual video and audio. Let's see what we got here. Matt Wheeler disappear. If this is if there's music here, we're listening to the full song. <laughs> okay, it's four minutes and thirty four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if you can hear it. Can you hear it? No. God damn it! But that's fine. You you just keep listening to it, and I'll react to your reactions. I'll listen to it later. Okay. It's pretty cool. Uh, there's like a piano and like a deep guitar. It kind of sounds like Phantom of the Opera a little bit, like very ominous, like organ. There's like an organ. Oh, nice. And there's like a faint, there's a faint vocal in the background. Maybe it's Matt, just like. Lars in comedy and sex. It's like Greg barely. <laughs> Is that what he said? Do I hear it? Do I hear the only fans jingle? <laughs> now it's still only instrumental so far, but Matt, I gotta assume that's Matt with the microphone. He, he's got to sing it. Oh, this is fucking tight, dude. Yeah? Holy shit, dude. This is awesome. He's got like this is reverb. This... Yeah? No, I was just saying, we have an intro and an outro that we always play on our pod. Does this take the place of our intro and outro? This is way too fucking I'm gonna murder somebody tonight music <laughs> for our intro and outro. Wait, but it's like tight. If that's that. not Don't Choose the Gingers, I don't know what is. <laughs> This is fucking tight, dude. Thanks, man. It, 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 he's got this, like, reverb. It's, like, really slow rock. It, it's, like, slow Phantom of the Opera rock, man. It's, like, really sexy and dangerous. This is really awesome, man. So Matt, I need Matt to not take offense to what I'm about to say, but Greg, you just made the noises you just made with the you just made him sound like Coldplay. Oh, I don't know. I I, uh, I imagine it's too. Oh no, he's better than Coldplay. I mean, Coldplay is like one of the most famous bands of the fucking early 21st century. They're famous for being average. Okay, hold on, hold on. You don't you don't get to play. You don't get to play in front of like millions of people by being average. Let's be frank. I think, all right, so I have a theory. Please. And I've not tested this theory out. This is a theory that I'm now testing out for the very first time live. I think the best talent and the people who push the most boundaries and do the most cra- the craziest things get just shoved away. And the people who become the most popular are the most generic, like, not necessarily bottom feeders, but they they are the Donald Trump of America because it's like who can appeal to the biggest minority and just get like 38% of the people to like them and that's enough to be the greatest thing. 
is an interesting hypothesis. It sounds good. Like, it sounds like it makes sense. I just, I wish it weren't true, but it sounds like it would be true. It's kind of a cynical like, view of things, though. Well, if you if you are too good at something, if you're too excellent, you're going to have a lot of haters. Yep. But if you're just middle of the road, ah, it's fine. Then no one's going to hate you, and a lot more people are going to list you as like a top place or a top band because it's like, yeah, they're 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 fine. They're yeah, I like them. Let's go through a few examples, and you talk me okay. through it. Uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, like uh, music, music and dancing wise only. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, Michael Jackson is, is a star. It, it, he truly is. He was pushing boundaries. He was doing everything as a star. So he might be an outlier. He might be the, the 2012 Kansas City Royals all-star team. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Katy Perry. Oh, I think that's a good one. Yeah. I think Katy Perry is just about as average as it gets, and she's a superstar. Yep. I think that's right. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift early, I believe, was like kind of, not I say pushing boundaries, but she had her very small niche that became a boom, and then she turned into generic superstar. But what if, I hate Taylor Swift as much as the next guy, or not hate her. I used to hate her only because of her feud with Kanye West. Don't get me started on it. Big fucking issue for me. But Taylor Swift, I have become a fan of because she's transformed so many different times um, in terms of genre. Yeah. And I might be, I might be thinking of seven-year-old Taylor Swift, uh, seven years ago Taylor Swift, yep. where it was like her at like peak pop, like country Taylor Swift definitely had her moment in the sun, but she was kind of like a difference maker, and then she became like the generic Selena Gomez pop girl that was just like, oh yeah, she's just she's just there, but because she was a name early, she was a superstar, and I don't know, I, I it's tough because. I liked Taylor Swift, and then I didn't like Taylor Swift. And I wonder if that transition of me liking her to not liking her happened because she became generic. Yes. I think what you're saying is true for, uh, for a small majority, like a, a, 50, a 51 to like 63% of any field. It's like, okay, maybe they do become popular because they're like the, the least offensive average with the yeah. good with good packaging, I think that's a yeah. big one. You yes. are you are inoffensive, average <clears throat> to above average, and you look good, superstar. Yeah, I would say a, there's there's a small there is a large minority that is actual outliers though I believe, in yeah. any field. That's fair, and, and I think you're right. The, the the Michael Jackson outlier is not him by him alone. There are going to be plenty of people that join him. Um, and as an outlier, like super success while also pushing boundaries and also being like likable and, uh, kind of doing their own thing without someone else telling them what to do. But like the, the cold plays of the world seem like they are just like, well, put in the, what's the best, what's the best song algorithm. And like, all right, we're going to sing about like, I don't know, existential death. Boom. Everyone likes to sing about existential death. Yeah. <laughs> um, William Hung. Oh man, transcendent superstar! <laughs> oh, I could listen to him for days. I mean, that guy was—he uh, did not have any lasting power, but he was mm -hmm. a genre bender. Hey, he had a moment in the sun. He made probably in the millions just because of his his uh, likability. He was in um, movies and TV shows. He had a hit, yeah. hit album after that. It's yeah. pretty funny. He definitely, he definitely did it. So.
All I'm saying, Matt, Matt's music on that one, I'm disappointed he doesn't have more up because that was fucking tight. I'd, I'm telling you, if he had, if he was on Pandora, maybe he is, I don't know. Uh, but if he was, I would listen to that station when I was like working out. It's it's really good workout music for me. Okay. Well, I um. Well, then I guess we need to do a challenge then to Matt. We need to challenge him to put more music up on the YouTube page, specifically music that can be used with "Don't Shoot the Gingers." Yeah. You obviously you're a music producer. You can do a jingle for us. You can do intros and outros for us. You can just submit your stuff and tell us how to use it. We don't have any rules. We can use whatever we want. Yep. If Matt gave us a jingle, we would use it so hard. We would use we would use eighteen inches, sixty yards of it in eight uh, fucking seconds. Yeah. Man. It, I, as long as he doesn't touch Greg Larson comedy insects, that's gold. And if he touches it, I'm fucking offended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Um. Oh. But Greg, how was your week, man? How was your week? We're just sitting here dilly dallying around. How was your week? <laughs> We're just sitting with our thumbs up our fucking asses, dude. Just a couple of rookies. Uh, my so, week. Typically, typically the don't shoot the gingers um, structure yep. is is very rigid, and yep. we have a three minute segment followed by a five minute segment followed by a two minute story. <laughs> And what's happening right now, man, we are just too loosey-goosey. Greg, how was your week? But wait, do you want to know <laughs> what the irony of it is that sometimes we'll have an agenda or a storage, as you would call it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have an agenda, and then we'll just never get to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, man, uh, there's a couple of stories I want to tell. But like, all right, cool. And then we'll just get sight and just never get to it. We'll, like... <laughs> We have no agenda, and we somehow still don't accomplish it. I have still yet to tell the story of the girl that walked into my office from episode one that I was like, I'll tell it next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hold on. I can tell it. Tell it right now, dude. No, it's a teaser episode. We're going we're gonna to tease oh, that geez. out for a holiday special. <laughs> we're going to tease that out for the next couple of years. The last, <laughs> the last week for me, I'll be quite frank, has been pretty freaking weird. Like, okay, today it is 74. It's like 75, 80 degrees sunny. I was out paddleboarding. There's people in bikinis. I was like jumping in the water. Five days ago, I was no exaggeration, like fighting for my fucking life in Austin, <laughs> Texas. It was, yeah. The contrast between the two is pretty insane, to be perfectly frank. Like, how long did you lose power? Uh, almost exactly 50 hours. Um, 50? Yeah. Oh my God. Two days? Yes. And um, it was. <clears throat> Hey, what? Did upgrade now? You're running out of time? Hold on. Oh, is it? It might have been because we ha had three people on here at one point, which was me and two Chacha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, we just can't escape this shit. Wait, hold on. Commercial break. This is a perfect time for a commercial yes. break. Actually, we have nine minutes. So finish your story. We'll do a commercial break and then we'll come back. No, I'm not. In nine minutes, I don't know what anything is. Time is hard. For All right. Um, All right, guys, let's take a quick commercial break then. Let's hear from our sponsors. Let's hear what they have to say. This is where we're going to play a Matt Wheeler special outro to our commercial break. And then cut it. This week's episode of Don't Shoot the Gingers is brought to you by Topo Chico. When sparkly fresh is all you need in your mouth, sparkly fresh is what you fucking get, Topo Chico. This week's episode is also shot. Awesome. <laughs> I can't do it. This week's episode is also brought to you by our very own Greg Larson's second memoir, Clubby. 
A minor league baseball memoir, Clubby is a hilarious and illuminating story about a starry-eyed baseball fan who accidentally became part of the minor league system that exploited his heroes. Just search Greg Larson Clubby, that's C-L-U-B-B-I-E, to pre-order on Amazon today. And Greg, I do have to tell you, pre-ordering that is worth it. I'm looking, at, I'm watching you on Twitter. I'm watching you in, uh, interact with all these people who are getting all these uh, in advanced copies and excited about it, and they're leaving reviews. And I've read it myself. It's a fucking book, man. Dude, I can't. It's so exciting um, getting all, having all these conversations with people, including characters in the book contacting me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna. I want to talk a little bit about the Alan Mills conversation, real briefly. Please do. Alan Mills uh, was the hitting coach, pitching coach, pitching, pitching coach. coach, pitching coach for the Aberdeen Ironbirds, former Baltimore Oriole Alan Mills. Alan Mills and I were on. We were in on the staff for the Ironbirds at the same time. Alan Mills had been in the major leagues for 12 years. Alan Mills. Here's a good illustration of who Alan Mills is. Alan Mills has been a part of two, maybe three of the most infamous brawls in the last 25 years in baseball. One in 1998 when he knocked out um, alleged crackhead Daryl Strawberry <laughs> <laughs> after Armando Benitez plunked Tino Martinez in the back. Um, that one, We have talked about that, that specific story earlier on Don't Shoot the Gingers in an episode entitled The Alan Mills Conspiracy. That's right. Uh, there's that that brawl, pretty famous between the Orioles and the Yankees. I don't know if, well, you would have read it in the book, but there's also a brawl in which Alan Mills, and the when he was on the LA Dodgers, he and the rest of the Dodgers bullpen fought some fans at Wrigley Field. They went up into the stands oh, yeah. and fought fans, and um, that was a problem. So the, Alan Mills was a brawler back in the day. He's like a black belt fucking karate guy. Um, he and I, we would butt heads a lot in the clubhouse and in the book. How would you characterize Alan Mills as a character in the book? Alan Mills seemed like a hothead a little bit <clears throat> and very much like I've been through it. So I know what I'm talking about. So don't you newbie tell me what to think. That's kind of what my, my mantra was the entire time with him. Where like, it felt like when Mills was in the room, he was kind of, kind of the asshole. But like they're like I've been there, done that. So like I truly do know what I'm talking about. But it's still kind of in an asshole form. Mills, um, Mills and I, we would we would butt heads on those conversations for sure. Like it was, uh, it, it was like, would I say that we were friends? I wouldn't say that. We're, are we friendly now? Kind of. I talk to him once mm -hmm. every five years. Anyway, I was most nervous. Hey, that was our friendship for ten years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, and, and here's one of the people I was most nervous about sending an advanced copy to because I was like, how is he going to feel about my portrayal of him? Like, is he going to mm -hmm. feel like I'm too harsh? Am I, is he going to feel like I am not portraying him accurately? Yeah. And so I sent him a copy. And there are a couple other people I feel that way about. But I sent him a copy. Can I guess who the other people were? Sure. The son of the – I can't remember who it was. The son of one of the players. Jack one of the Graham. Coaches. Jack Graham. Yeah. Who, like, you consistently did these little passive-aggressive, like, I don't know why he's so stressed out. He's batting over 28 on the season. He shouldn't be stressed out about that. <laughs> it was just always so easy, and I wanted him to know that it was all in love. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. Um, 
So it's Saturday afternoon. I literally just got power back like a day before. I have water. I'm just, I'm like recovering from the week of craziness in Texas. And I get a phone call and I look at it. It says Alan Mills. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. What a great phone call to get. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is this possibly going to be? And uh, he's like, Greg, can you hear me? I'm like, yeah, well, what's up, meat? He said, first of all, do you have water and power? I said, yeah, I have water and power, but it's touch and go for a few days there. He said, yeah, well, it's going to be touch and go next time I see you, meat. You made me out to be the villain in this book. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go again, dude. It literally- so, like, he opens, this, opens the conversation with, like, are you alive? Yeah. All right, well, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> that that is a perfect illustration of like mills like hold, like hold on baseline here let's just make sure are you okay yeah fucking let's you know dive right <laughs> let's <in>. brawl <laughs> yeah um and i was like it, it felt like being in the club again i was like oh god damn here i am i'm a 23 year old fucking clubhouse attendant in the club and mills is scolding me and i'm like but the texture of it felt a little different i was like holy shit man like i uh I might have hurt his feelings and he's unwilling to admit it right now. Um, He said, you made me the villain. He's like, and you fabricated some things and you X this, this kind of stuff at the beginning of the conversation. And he says, and what did you mean at the end of the first part of the book? When you said even Mills who had 12 years in the majors, even he was a failure. He's like, what do you mean by that? Cause words have a lot of meaning. And like, that was a section I was nervous about because in that scene, if the end of the season, I'm pissed off at the Orioles, I'm pissed off at the Ironbirds, I'm pissed off at the coaching staff. I'm just like, fuck professional baseball. I'm done with all this shit. I'm never coming back again. Even I, I fucking hate the trainer. I hate the coach. I hate fucking Mills. And I was just like going off. And in that moment in the conversation with Mills, <clears throat> I was like, how do I explain to this guy the difference between me as an author now and my perspective and me as yeah. a character then? I, I tried to explain to him and you know, I, I told you about a lot of this conversation and yeah. like, I tried to explain to him that that's me in 2012 saying that to you and not me as I don't think you're a failure, but in that moment I was like, just aiming my hatred everywhere. Yeah. And I tried to explain that as best I could. And I think it, he eased back a little bit mm-hmm. and it was still one of those things I was like, I don't want to hurt people with this book because it's like these people are real people. They're not just characters yeah. in a book. And um, and Alan Mills famously listens to this podcast, so like, <laughs> he's going to hear what we have to say twice. <laughs> one thing, I, one thing I like about Mills is he's t- he's terrible with technology. You can't find him on any fucking like social media and stuff. So he would he wouldn't know how to listen to this even if he wanted to. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we title this the Alan Mills conspiracy? Seriously, listen, to Alan Mills. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, long story short, like by the end of it, um, I we're we're good. Like by the end of it, he said, you know, he said, I'm proud of you for writing this book because a lot of people don't know about this side of baseball. Like all they see is the shit on the major league field. He said, yeah, he used to be a clubby. He used to be a clubby while he was a player, and um, which is insane to me. But he has this hypothesis that every major league baseball player should be a clubhouse attendant for two weeks every season just so they know what it's like. Okay. <laughs> Which is just it, silly. I've, I've heard that same theory when it comes to government service. It's like every person after they turn 18 should spend six months either in the military or in government service, like public service. Yes. Uh, I haven't heard that that metaphor uh, pushed to baseball yet. But. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he says it quite often. And um, 
but by the end of it he just said like i wonder if that metaphor can be pushed to other things like everyone needs to spend six months bagging groceries at the food lion and then they'll get it then they'll fucking get it everybody has to do every job for two weeks and then they'll never be able to do their own thing because they're so busy they're so busy building empathy for everybody else that they just never live their life (laughs) but they're just the most like zen person in the world well-rounded yeah man there's two weeks as a, as a stockbroker really helped me make money so that i could be a, a goat herder for two weeks <laughs> there's got to be at least a limit um but by the end of it he's like you know what like i'm proud of you people need to see this world and they don't they don't see it and he said um yeah. he said i want you to know that like we might have had our differences but um he said i i'd never meant any of any of it in malice, like any of our altercations, any of that in malice. He's like, it was always in love. And I hope you know that. And I said, Mills, I want to reflect the same thing back to you. That yeah. when you read through this book, no matter what you read, it's never in malice. It's all in love. And it, when I said that, it was almost like the the conversation just sort of cracked or like whatever, whatever sort of tension was between us just eased when, sure. when we said that. It, it makes sense. Like if he's coming with that type of like, like everything I did, I did with love. It's like, well, obviously everything I wrote, I wrote with love. Like it works both ways, Mr. Mills. Yeah. You call him Mr. Mills or, or, or Dr. Al? No, I've, I've called him Mr. Mills one time and he's like, don't, don't call me that. That's my dad's name. Like, All right, got it. Um, but like he, he said, you know, I'm going to read it. He said he's going to read it in a week. And I believe he's a voracious reader. And um, my hope is that he is open to having that conversation recorded because the, the, the inter- for the listeners, most people haven't read it yet because it's not out until April 1st. But listeners who haven't seen an advanced copy, like the interaction between pre-order now, pre-order now on Amazon, um, the conversations and the interactions between me and Mills are like some of the most interesting, I think, in the book. Like that character dynamic of, you know, the rookie and the the veteran. Like 12 years in the majors is like t- the, the Hall of Famers stay in for 20 years. Like 12 years is yeah. so rare. And then there's me, the fucking kid who's watching jockstraps for one year, you know? Yeah. Um, the tension between the two of us is very interesting. I want people to be able to see that on video. So my goal is to get him on a Zoom interview next week. Who who was the Oriole, I want to say general manager or, or, man, or whatever, who got fired at, soon after? Brian, uh, I want to say his name is Brian. You you were pretty hard on him, and he was one like when people oh, when he would walk in the room. Brian Graham. Yeah. Uh, people, Brian Graham. People would walk. He would walk in the room. People would just like, oh shit! Like I gotta like straighten my back and calm down because he might kick me out today. Yes. Um, I, did you send him an advance copy? Brian Graham. I got nothing to say to that guy. I, I don't think he's a yeah. bad dude. Uh, I don't. I don't know actually, but I, I don't. I don't have a lot of respect for him. So okay. If he has a problem with what I say in the book, that I don't. If Alan Mills has a problem with it, I care. If Brian Graham has a problem with it, I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to interact well, with him. I did hear that he's been evading taxes for five years. So uh, <laughs> all of our IRS pundits listening, you should go fucking attack Brian Graham's house. Swat his house right now. We are tax experts, as you know. <laughs> now, Brian's nephew, Jack, who I was, who was a catcher on the team, I do respect it. He's now the GM for the Iron Birds, oddly enough. And, uh, oh, right on. Yeah, I okay. respect the hell out of him. And... Um, I will send him an advanced copy. Good. Good. I'm, I'm very curious as to what, like, literally everyone says about these advanced copies. I know. Uh, I, I will read every review uh, on Amazon. 
Uh, and I have now pushed your book on New York Times bestseller. Uh, I've started tweeting it to the editor in charge of the New York Times books. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so that, that she's going to get tweeted awesome. a lot now. <laughs> that, I mean, really, like that kind of stuff is such a huge help. If any of our listeners do that, like shout it out on social media. Like, it's one thing for me to say it. It's easy for me to say it because you know yeah. I'm the guy who wrote it. But like somebody else shouting it out is so huge. No matter if you have two followers or if you're just recommending it to one friend unbelievable help like an indie author like me who's trying to like tell a story of a world that you know people are taking advantage of um it it just helps to get any sort of word of yeah. mouth out there well i'm gonna uh make sure i get the audio done on this podcast tonight so i can put it out tomorrow which is wednesday morning uh which means i believe you have an interview on wednesday do you want to talk about this interview so get people to listen yeah they're gonna hear they're gonna hear this if they listen on their drive time on the way into work tomorrow today, Wednesday, they're going to hear this and then they're going to know like, oh, I have to listen to this later. Tell me about this Wednesday interview. So Wednesday at 8.20 a.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be Ooh, on... That's tight. I know. <laughs> I need to release this at like 7 a.m. then. <laughs> I know. And we have to hope they have an early commute so they can listen to this episode and still have time to listen to it. We have to hope they have a three-hour commute. <laughs> <laughs> that starts at 6 a.m. <laughs> and that's all like that's only you have to be a listener of the show your commute has to start at 6 a.m and you have to be a three-hour commute it's a, i'm sure that's a lot of people but <laughs> alan mills he's one of them <laughs> <laughs> but um at 8 20 a.m eastern time tomorrow i will be on cbs sports radio on the da nice. show talking about clubby uh, i believe it'll be about 10 minute spot but uh i'm excited i'm ner- it's like my first podcast interview that is not like one of ours is on fucking yeah. cbs <laughs> like, <laughs> that's legit it's crazy dude um, do you know do you have an advanced copy of like the questions he's gonna ask you or are you going in totally blind no i mean i'm familiar with the format of the show and i saw you know brad baluchin is a guy who wrote a book with my same publisher same memoir genre last year and he was on the show last year so i like i have a rough idea of the types of questions i mean he's just, okay. he's gonna ask me things like oh what was you know, what was Alan Mills like? Or like, what was sure. the craziest thing you learned in the clubhouse? It's going to be, it's not going to be real deep, long form yeah. questions. Well, save the juicy stuff for us. So don't you dare give any of the juicy morsels to <laughs> CBS sports. Although that is probably the best outlet for you to get people to buy your book. So honestly, weigh your opinions there. <laughs> for sure. And I'm excited. They're doing video as well. So I'll be able to have videos oh, nice. um, that I'll be able to chop up, I believe. So you can... You can look like shit in front of CBS Sports. Dude, I know. I'm going to shave and everything. I'm going <laughs> to clean up. I look like a fucking, I don't know what I look like. I look like. Just a, say you start the conversation with, I'm in Austin and this week has been hell. And then they can't possibly get mad at you for looking the way you do, you homeless rag. <laughs> that is true, man. Like I would, I would have seen Letitia, my white barber, if it weren't for the snowstorm. And I only yeah. say she's white because of the name. Yes. That, okay. So I actually, when you said that, I assumed she was a barber for white people. Like that's like, <laughs> that was your description. Like my white barber. <laughs> no, Letitia is a famously black name. Like if, if sure. somebody's going to be named Letitia, it's going to be a black woman. And so I need, I, I, I guess I don't need to say it now that I think about it. I'm trying to grow up when it comes to that kind of stuff. Cause I'm going to be in the public eye now. Wait, she, Letitia, it's a woman, Letitia. I just assumed Letitia was a man. Yes, right. Letitia, the uh, the Pakistani man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Good stuff. Jesus Christ, uh, this hour went by, dude. We literally 
we got to like nothing that we were going to talk about. That's not no, true. no, we still got like 15 minutes. Uh, tell me, tell me something else. What else did you do to this week? I know you had a lot on your slate this week. No, that's on your fucking structure this week. What did I say? Storage. <laughs> Storage. That's it, dude. Let's end this fucking podcast. We did it. Oh dude. man. All right. Well, tell me, uh, Greg. Let's let's end it with proper endings. Yes. First, I want to hear. I want to hear a joke you've been working on. Uh, since been... this is first and foremost, Gregory, this is first and foremost a joke podcast. All right. All right. Hold on. Oh my god. Uh. uh oh god. <laughs> this one's very timely. Um. Hold on. I have to think of it just real quick. Real quick. Um. You might lose me on Instagram because I have to go onto my keep page to find my uh, yep. to find my jokes. Okay. Um, my joke is, I, I like gathering firewood in my neighborhood, but I think the construction crews are on to me. <laughs> That's pretty good. As a person who's lived beside a construction site for the last 18 months, and I do a lot of woodworking. So I walk by and I just see like, oh, that's good fucking Gold. cedar. Oh, <laughs> cool. look at that cedar. They, oh, they just got a tarp on it. No locks. <laughs> that's expensive cedar. Don't lock that stuff up, man. Amen, playboy. Uh, the entire house is sided with cedar, which I don't even think that's a good siding, but that it is. Cedar um, smells so good. Oh, man. It's very tasty. Good burning wood. Uh, you got, you Greg, got what? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. I, my, my thing's going a little slow. So in the meantime, while I pull it up, what is a work of social media that you've been vibing on? Well, it seems to be music for me. Um, this okay. song called... I mean, Bitter- shoot, the Matt Wheeler song, dude. This is fucking tight, apparently. Yeah, you know what? The fucking Matt Wheeler disappeared. I'm vibing on that. I'm going to listen to that afterwards, um, you know, when I'm laying on my ground crying. <laughs> Matt Wheeler disappear. I've been vibing on. And this artist named Fletcher, I've been liking her music. She's got a, she's got this song named called Bitter, which I like. Uh, very sexy, very uh, it's kind of like lesbian love affair music video, which is not the only reason why I like it. I like it for the music, but very sexy. Uh, I can't find my jokes, but it, it it went something like this, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a rough ride without me having it written down. But uh, a farmer is talking to his apprentice, and he said uh, the apprentice asked, uh, "Well, how many how many cows are supposed to be out here?" He said uh, the farmer said seventeen. Uh, but uh, actually, if you could just uh, if you could just go ahead and round them up. And, uh, apprentice <laughs> said twenty. Oh, dude, I fucking love a pun like that. I'm, I like that kind of shit, man. Yeah, that's right in my wheelhouse. Nice. I like how you laughed before I said twenty, and then when I said twenty, you're like, "Oh, <laughs> you didn't need the second. You didn't need the the last part. I was with you." Okay. So this is why this is why first and foremost this is a joke podcast because you can we can take these um, these raw unfinished jokes and we can figure out a, the best way to to put them on stage in the future for you. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it's like sharpening a knife. It's like we just have raw metal and then we're sharpening it and blasting. There's a word, smithing? Uh, forging it into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, forging, yeah. We need to get uh, Thomas Bossy on, uh, fraternity brother of ours, who is a blacksmith. He would, uh, he would be able to tell us exactly how to forge. And actually, I think that's the best audio platform 
is telling someone how to forge without the visual <laughs> the visual cues of forging. <clears throat> he's a blacksmith, but he's a white guy, which is not important. Like it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. He's a Pakistani barber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Greg. Yep. I wanted to share you share with you uh, some tweets that Please. I've been vibing on. You're recently. really good at finding good tweets. Oh, dude, I I have a lot of funny people that I that I uh, follow. I'm not even friends with them. They don't care about me as a human being, but I follow them. Amen. Uh, how do I explain to my landlord that Joe Biden has my rent money and that this is really between them two? <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit, dude. Oh man. Okay. Oh uh, shit. This is this one's a really good one, but it's more you have to read it. So I'm just going to uh, I'm going to post it uh, mm-hmm. to I, I I retweeted it. I need you guys to follow it. It's the Ratatouille joke. Just go to Twitter, search at. Ginger, don't shoot on Twitter. Find the Ratatouille joke, and it is fucking gold, but it is not an audio joke. You cannot say it out loud. The last one that I'm going to say is uh, uh, chess is all about luck. No strategy. It all depends on what pieces you get. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how chess works. I love it. That's an income inequality joke. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Greg, where can people find you on Twitter? As I said, they can find me at Ginger Don't Shoot on Twitter. They can also find me at Puma Revived on Twitter. And they can find me at Puma Revived on Instagram, where I won't do jack shit. But Greg, you do do jack shit. I said do do. Yes, you do. Uh, They can find me on Instagram at Greg Larson Comedy. They can find me on Twitter at Clubby Baseball. And they can find us on YouTube at Don't Shoot the Gingers. We're at 15 subscribers. If you subscribe to us, we will feature you on our new subscriber showcase the next episode. New subscriber showcase. New subscriber show. I feel like I can't use that tune for every single jingle. I have to get creative, and that's why I need Matt Wheeler to help me with my creativity juices. Yeah. It's true. Um, As always, this episode is brought to you by Greg Larson's second memoir, Clubby. Uh, there's a whole parenthetical about what Clubby is about, and you guys can rewind 30 minutes to when I said it last, because I don't. it's already gone out of my wheelhouse right now. Uh, but it is available on pre-order on Amazon right now, and it comes out April 1st. This is Don't Shoot the Gingers. Greg, what is our name today? I'm Ted Balloon. And I'm Matt Wheeler's newest fan, and you're listening to Don't Shoot the Gingers. Bye. Love you.